And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the only podcast on the website, ZeeBlosEconomy.com, that I host. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Listen, I'm having a real struggle today. Uh, so tired. So tired from all the things that I've been doing. Just to say nothing. Uh, I've been doing stuff. I've been doing I've been doing the uh, production stuff. Working on production. Today's the last day for that production job. I was called in for two more days. Asked for a third uh, this week. This week. Last week was two. So it feels good. I have five days under my belt. More production. I've been talking to people. I don't like talk. I don't like. I don't like this networking thing. I don't like doing any of it. I'm not a fan of doing that stuff. But you got to do it in this world, apparently, just to get by. There's a lot of headroom on the GoPro side of the camera. <laughs> Please watch this video. <laughs> Please give me a reason for uploading these stupid videos to youtube.com slash C plus comedy. Hey, why don't I just go ahead, toss on the clock, toss on the stopwatch, and we'll get to right into what we're doing. Like I said, I've been working in production. I've been doing a reality show thing. Uh, it's been fun. It's been good. I've been eating some craft foods, <laughs> some catered foods, and also been working, of course, obviously. A lot of sitting around, and then and then all of a sudden, there's a lot of working. Just a lot of just just sudden movements and working. One of the things that uh, I like about do I like about doing I like about doing one of the things I like about production is just that is that is that is the is the sitting around and then all of a sudden you got to do some stuff. Uh, uh, we went to we had different locations this week. It wasn't an amusement park location. We went to uh, a rock climbing location. Can I say, can I talk about these things? I don't know. Went to a rock climbing location, a place that I knew. I tried to rock climb before. I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this quick story. Uh, one day in high school, I think it might've been junior year or maybe even senior year, but I, uh, but I remember we had a half day at school and uh, I so so, you know, I played football, so uh, half day you come back and you still work out. You still do the football, uh, the practice and everything. And I remember, uh, this had to be junior year. It had to be right. I think so. Maybe it was a fall of senior year, but we, uh, we, so, so we had half day and I, of course I had to come back. Uh, I had a friend who I'd known maybe since elementary school and he came, he came up to me and like, this is somebody, you know, you hang out with cursory, you know, uh, it wasn't somebody I hung out with all the time, but you know, we still knew each other for a long time and we would, we, you know, we'd hang out occasionally. Uh, but he asked me, he goes, uh, would do you want to come rock climb with me after when the half day ends up at 12 o'clock or something like that? And I was like, sure, why not? Uh, and then he asked, he asked uh, two other people, one other person and this person's girlfriend, uh, the person, the guy uh, I'd have, I'd known a little bit occasionally, you know, through passing. Uh, he also played sports. Um, so he also had to come back. This, this had to be during the spring cause he played basketball. So we had to come back and, uh, and do his workout as well. So, um, so he, he was going to come back anyway, uh, along with me, alongside me. And then his girlfriend was somebody I'd never spoken to. So it was just like a, a, a cascading ladder of somebody I, uh, sometimes spoke to someone I only saw like at social gatherings and then someone I've never spoken to. I don't even think she knew my name. <laughs> and so it was all four of us. We went to this rock climbing place and this is the exact same place we shot yesterday for the show. 
and uh, tried rock climbing. I didn't do well at it. I could barely do it. It was tiring and stuff like that. And then here's the here's the interesting part. So the so the, the original guy that invited all of us, he's like, all right, I gotta go, and he just left. <laughs> So now I'm with this guy I barely know, I barely talk to, and his girlfriend. We've since become, this guy and I have since become better friends, but still. Uh, and I don't think he remembers the story at all. <laughs> because it's not a good story. And and so they're like, let's go get lunch. And I was like, I don't know you. So we went. And I'm and then and also, also. Both of me and this other guy's car were at the school, <laughs> so we had to ride in his girlfriend's car. Again, I don't know who she is. She doesn't know who I am. I know who she is. Um, and uh, and if we go to this uh, barbecue place. They both pick up lunch, and I don't get anything because I'm like, I gotta. We're working out in a second, <laughs> and and uh, and so yeah. Then she took us back to the school, and then. <laughs> I remember this very awkward part. Uh, she goes, she's like, they're like, all right, well, bye. And then they kind of like look back at me, like in the back of the seat, back seat. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go to the gym. And so I, I get out and I go, I go inside the school, I go to the gym. Uh, and, uh, and obviously, you know, they're going to uh, make out or something, do whatever kids do. But I always, I always thought that was awkward. And every time I see this guy, I think it's, so, I see him at like a couple times a year, uh, social events again. And I think, man, this, that was the weirdest thing that we've ever shared. And that was a three minute story. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the topics at hand. I, I like that story. I think that's, I think it's so like, you're always, it's, and I hate to, I mean, I love doing this, but uh, putting putting my life in, you know, TV form, like, oh, this is good. This is a good episode. Uh, Pete Holmes does that. Uh, he goes, like, if if there's, if he's, like, if he's, like, low on gas or he's having a bad day, then he goes, oh, this is a good episode to put everything in the context, a, like, good episode of his life or the show. Uh, and that's, like, kind of what my life is, <laughs> you know? You know, something something weird like that happens, and, uh, you know, I have to spend four hours with people or three hours with these people. Uh, it was really, like, two hours, but <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, earlier this week, Samsung made uh, well, the Tonight Show did an episode entirely shot on Samsung's Galaxy X10. I think it was S10 Plus because S10 is the middle version. We'll get to the Apple stuff in a second. Uh, Samsung offer this is from Variety. Samsung offers tonight audience different view of Jimmy Fallon, written by Brian Steinberg, Steinberg, whatever. Uh, the so this show featured no monologue and no guests. Uh, instead. This is from the article. <laughs> Fallon opened the program telling viewers that the entire shot, the thing was shot on the S10 Plus, the Galaxy S10 Plus, uh, which, you know, is is a good phone in this world, like the iPhone XS, like the Google Pixel 3 XL, just a nice big phone. <laughs> I also have, I'm sorry for the sniff, I also have a stuffy nose from the allergies from the pollen, and this year the pollen's killing me. It's... Seriously putting a damper on everything I've ever done. So I'm thinking about getting a, a, one of those allergy steroid shots, steroid allergy shots. Oh, it's killing me. So uh, I think it's very interesting. I did not watch the episode. I really meant to. Uh, but again, I've been at work for the past three days, uh, But which is good. <laughs> which is good. I don't have time to watch TV. Um, but yeah, I think that's a. it's very interesting. This is the second time this year that 
the Tonight Show has done something strange, done something weird uh, in terms of their their broadcast. Like uh, for the anniversary, for the fifth anniversary, a couple of weeks ago, they did an entire episode. I know I talked about this of uh, the Tonight Show, but it was in the style of the Larry Sanders Show, and uh, Larry Sanders Show hosted by Gary Shand, not hosted, starring Gary Shandling. It was about a late night host and the background things that happen in the late night. I think it's, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, and uh, Jimmy loves it too. Fallon loves it too. So uh, it was great to see that. But this is just such an interesting thing to do. Uh, there, it's not so much a ratings thing anymore. Like this last year around this time, Tonight Show and uh, Late Show were all just you know head to head for ratings, and that's how the trades pitted it. Variety, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, uh, Vanity Fair, every single one of them. I'm missing something. <laughs> I don't know which one. The rap, that's how they all, they all put it like, you know, uh, uh, late night smashes tonight show ratings, you know, stuff like that. They do the, the eccentric written things, uh, headlines, I think, but I, I really do love a show that can just branch out and do different things. That's what makes Conan so good. That's what makes, uh, Seth Meyers show so good. Um, and in, and in some essence, that's what makes late, late show with James Corden so good because it was the one that pushed everything to digital. And that's why everybody was fighting for digital. Uh, even Conan was fighting for digital. So there you go. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, well, I haven't seen it, <laughs> uh, but just definitely check out that and check out the Larry Sanders episode, fifth anniversary one. If you have Hulu, Hulu six bucks, get Hulu. It's six bucks for ads, uh, 12 for not ads. Get Hulu. It's, it's too good to not have. Moving on. Uh, let's move on to, I want to talk about Apple in the last part. Let's move on to uh, YouTube really quick. A really, just real quick story. This one came up uh, super, super fast last week. Uh, you, this is from 9to5Google written by Ben Schoon, or Schoon. YouTube apparently makes up nearly 40% of mobile web traffic dwarfing closest competition, which means that 40% of the people of, I assume, the world. Yes, it says the world. YouTube makes up just shy of 40% of all downstream uh, mobile web traffic in the world. 40% of cell phone users in the world are are watching YouTube. 40%. No, not 40% of people in the world. Uh, 40% of the things that people do on their phone is watch YouTube which is the craziest statistic I have seen uh, besides, you know, the death tolls and the shootings and stuff like that. Uh, gun control, guys. <laughs> Let's get political. Um, that's crazy. And YouTube is also responsible for 37% of all mobile internet traffic. That's what it is. So YouTube is 37%. Others are 23.4%. Facebook is 8.4%. Instagram, this is for retrospective. Uh, or Yeah, in retrospect, no. In perspective, uh, Facebook 8.4, Snapchat 8.3, Instagram 5.7, web browsing in general 4.6, Facebook's video 2.5, Netflix 2.4, WhatsApp 3.7, App Store uh, 2.1, and Google Play 1.9. Mostly because apps, I mean, App Store and Google Play make up that traffic because uh, who are the two leaders when it comes to your cell phone? It's Google and it's Apple. Google has Android, so that's why it's mixed up. And there's so many Android devices. I think that's a very interesting statistic. And speaking of YouTube, YouTube is going to uh, bow out of streaming. This comes from Bloomberg. Uh, it's pulling up. It's pulling up. I love Bloomberg, but I can't understand anything on the website. And I only have one free article remaining. I'm in incognito mode. How do you guys tell? 
This is from Bloomberg, like I said. Lucas Shaw, written by Lucas Shaw. YouTube bows out of Hollywood arms race with Netflix and Amazon. Google Video Unit is said to cancel plans for high-end series. So the most recent series, Origin, and a comedy called Overthinking with Cat and June has been have been canceled. Uh, these are high-profile cities, series, <laughs> cities. Uh, to put that into perspective, I can't even type in YouTube right, idiot. To put that in perspective, uh, YouTube has a you or YouTube Red, YouTube Premium, now called YouTube Premium, had a bunch of uh, great. I mean, there's even still an original tab, like it says originals on YouTube Premium. Uh, they have a bunch of uh, wonderful, not even wonderful. They have a bunch of uh, shows and movies that they uh, purchased. Or put up themselves. Do you want to see a dead body starring Rob Hubel? One of my favorites. Cobra Kai. uh, Based on the sequel to the Karate Kid series. Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. Weird City. uh, Documentaries by the Minefield by Vsauce. Um, Ariana Grande if that's your thing. Uh, She should not be because uh, she is a toxic person to men. Uh, (laughs) They did stuff with Rooster Teeth. Just, you know, just a bunch of and a bunch of other YouTubers, a bunch of like YouTube people, YouTube personalities. And uh essentially they gave these promises. They're like, hey, we're gonna have all these things. You pay ten dollars a month and you get YouTube red now premium for this much. Um a couple of months ago they said that they were going to just make everything free. They're gonna put eventually put all the shows and movies for free with ad supports. I can only assume as much. Oh my eye. YouTube generated more than $15 billion in ad sales last year without a huge slate of glitzy productions and concluded its money is better invested in music and gaming, which is true. People, well, for gaming, people just are just there to watch, you know, the Let's Plays and the highlights and all that stuff. Uh, but they're not there for live gaming, essentially. But yes, uh, YouTube, I heard this statistic again. YouTube Music is the leading provider for music, or not YouTube Music, I'm sorry, no, not the app, but YouTube Music, music videos on YouTube is a leading provider for music in the world because it's just so it's free. You know, you just type it in and stuff. The change first reported by last November means all YouTube shows would air eventually for free, blah, blah, blah. The company is still working out release strategies for the shows, somebody said. The shift also raises questions about the long-term future for Suzanne Daniels, YouTube's head of original productions since 2015. She was brought in to boost the volume and quality of YouTube's original programming and is now looking to move on, according to people with knowledge of her thinking. Uh, Then he indicates it was an uphill battle. Uh, One of the things is they were competing with Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO Now, uh, HBO. HBO Go? Yeah, HBO Now. Go is a cable counterpart. Uh, Showtime uh, and everybody else. They were competing with everybody else. Um, they have they had a, they have all of this talent that is already uploading things to YouTube, uh, but they just they just weren't able to hit a mark. Um, Google included YouTube Premium with you know with uh, Google Play Music, which is going to be YouTube Music, uh, ad free. For all that stuff, you can upload stuff to Google Play Music. Uh, you can upload like 50,000 songs, something like that, of your own songs to Google Play Music. Um, and, I mean, that that should have worked out. You're basically paying $5 for both services. But it's just so, you know, if, if you want, I mean, and then they had YouTube uh, TV, YouTube live television. You know, you can watch TV on YouTube. Uh, 
but it's difficult to jump in the streaming race and not put out as much as the others uh, and not have it be as high, high quality and not have your name out there. Um, Cobra Kai is the only comedy, I think it's the only show on YouTube Premium that was is known outside of YouTube Premium. The, the people that watch YouTube Premium are people who, oh, Champagne, Illinois, I forgot about that show. It's See, that's a good show, but these things are just, you're stuck in this hole. Um of these of these things, it's like being it's like a show that's buried on Netflix. It's like a it's like a show uh, on Amazon that doesn't get touted, you know, like Catastrophe or the other ones. Uh, it sucks. It sucks to see this go the, down this way, but that's just how it happens. This is coming from Rich Greenfield, an analyst at BTIG Research. Just because a big tech company wants to get into media, that doesn't mean it'll be successful. It's very true. YouTube Red has been rebranded as a paid music service. The company has ordered short-form series highlighting emerging artists Maggie Rogers and Gunna. And Daniels has some oversight of those shows. But no programs can be approved without input from YouTube music boss Liar Cohen. I wonder if he has any relation to Michael Cohen. (laughs) Shut up. But no... (laughs) He vetoed a documentary about the Jonas Brothers, a pop trio, yeah, the people said, and the project landed at Amazon. I would think that people people still love the Jonas Brothers. They put out that that uh, single a couple weeks ago. The, the other Jonas got married to the Priyanka Chopra. Uh, then he talks about how Halo, the TV, Halo TV show, uh, has been shut down uh, periodically. But, but uh, Showtime still wants to get it made. And plus, uh, they say uh, Yahoo, when they did Yahoo Screen, it lost a crap ton of money, $42 million, on a trio of original series, including bringing back Community for that horrible last season. And then it scrapped its plans as well. But hey, when we go to break, let's go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Apple's jump into the TV space. All right? So let's go to break. I'm going to blow my nose. Let's go to break. Welcome back to the second half of this show, the Constitutional Podcast. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about TV streaming services again for like the fifth episode in a row. I notice these sometimes whenever I'm uploading these, uh, this show and uh, news time that there are patterns to how I talk about television and uh, stuff like that. I usually talk about the same things. You know, it's either Disney or Netflix um, or streaming because there's so many things I find interesting. Hey, listen. Let's hop right into this. Apple uh, had this uh, meeting of the minds. They had their March event. They usually have a March event and where they talk about software. Um, they also introduced new hardware, a new iPad mini, which hadn't been updated for four years. iPad mini finally was updated. It's got internal, the same internals as, I believe, the new iPad Air. And then there's a regular iPad that's 329 uh, that they put out. That is uh, this, the internals from last year. It's just like an iPad that shouldn't exist. So there's an iPad, iPad Air, iPad Mini. I'm sorry, iPad, iPad Mini. Going in terms of pricing, iPad, iPad Mini, iPad Air, and then iPad Pro, and then iPad Pro, 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 Pro. Pro. <laughs> that reminds me. If you played um, Rest in Peace Telltale Games, they had a game called. Uh, they had a Borderlands game. Uh, so Borderlands is a, a shooting looter game, whatever. Uh, but they had, but Telltale had a story-driven Borderlands game 
that uh, had one part, I believe, in the third or fourth episode, where two of the main characters are are flying, and uh, they are talking to each other, and then all of a sudden they turns into this broy. <laughs> this is so st- why am I describing this? It turns into this broy speech, and they all. And, 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 and the last like couple of seconds they go bro 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 and then it uh, and then it cuts away and it turns out it's a female character telling that part of the story and she thinks that's how guys talk I think that's I, I quote that to this day I played it like seven years ago I think it's so funny let's move on Apple <laughs> announced this is from NPR I don't know why I chose NPR it was from NPR AV Schneider. You know, I had not, I'm not talking about the interview I had, uh, the three sets of interviews from the application podcast. Check it out. It's a, it's a chronicle of how crazy I can go, how crazy I can be. <laughs> I had a breakup during that podcast that ruined me. I, uh, became a new person during that podcast. I applied to a job during that podcast. I went insane during that podcast. Check out the application. It's still available everywhere you get your podcast, but I did, uh, but I did, well, I was contacted by a recruiter for NPR uh, in Washington uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that went nowhere, but I always, I've been thinking about it since this day. I'm like, should I have said something else? Could I be in Washington right now writing for NPR? Could I have been part of the editorial staff? Any hoosers, I also, there is also a, I should really get get going, but uh, I also had a friend who had a family friend, so a friend of a friend, uh, who who was like, I was interested. I was like, she works for NPR in Atlanta, but like the other NPR. Uh, so there's two NPRs in Atlanta. There's WABE and then there's GPB, Georgia Probably Whatever, who cares? I don't really care. I don't really know if I got that right. But uh, so I, I asked her, I was like, hey, do you have any positions open? She goes, send me your resume. And then she said, send me, send me a, your portfolio and some samples. Did that. She goes, not in the voice of NPR, sorry. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were so interested before. <laughs> It was just, it was the way she said it. It was fine. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but I will see that person again this year. I know it's at, uh, a function and it's going to be so awkward. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any hoosers, let's get to it. Apple announced on Monday, a new streaming service, uh, Apple TV plus, as well as a new, a new news service, Apple news plus, and then also some other crap, but whatever. So, uh, Apple News Plus is going, this is very interesting, uh, it's going to have magazines and uh, three papers, three national papers, I believe, uh, for $10 a month, you can read all this stuff for $10 a month. Uh, essentially, it's a subscription service for magazines and then three newspapers. What's interesting is that uh, I saw this yesterday. There's only three. I saw it from The Verge, so I'm going. This is going to be very embarrassing if I can't pull this up. It, there's only three in Apple Arcade. There's that too. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But there's only three newspapers that Apple is doing. Uh, that's Apple's using uh, with Apple News Plus, which is insane. Uh, so you can get the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, and the Toronto Star. Uh, and then, then, you know, the New Yorker as well. Uh, and People magazine. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I like the New Yorker. I like Wall Street Journal. I like LA Times. But this is, and, and, then the, and then the way that is, the way that you get it 
is, uh, I'll talk about that in a second, but you don't get, um, New York times. You don't get Washington post. You get the Washington wall street journal, which is a great publication in itself. Uh, but it's strange that not to have the other, the biggest, you know, publications, the other biggest publications. Um, all right. So like I was saying, I like the wall street journal. I like the LA times. I like the New Yorker, uh, Toronto star. I've read a few things from, uh, but it's, it's, this is supposed to be a place you're supposed, you're supposed to get your all in one, uh, news reading, you know, done. This is from the verge Apple's new subscription service. It doesn't have a lot of news written by Jacob Castronakes. That was a pretty good pronunciation. Uh, he says Apple News Plus uh, inherits the majority of its content from the app texture known as the, quote, Netflix of magazines. I was dancing around using the term Netflix of blank because I think that is a, a bad way to describe something, if that makes sense. It just seems everybody's doing it. When it comes to brokering deals for news content after the acquisition, Apple hasn't gotten much further. Apple signed up several digital publications, including The Cut, The Vult- Vulture, not The Vulture, The Cut, Vulture, Vox, and Print called The Highlight. Uh, I don't know if Vox is on there, but whatever. Uh, it's opening day. Happy opening day. It's baseball. I like baseball. But major national newspapers like the New York Times and Washington Post have chosen not to join Apple's subscription service and offer full access to their stories. That's likely because they don't need to. Uh, these papers have a spike in subscribers in recent years. The Times recently hit 3 million digital-only subscribers, and Post says uh, subscriptions triple in size over two years. Uh, $10 a month is a very low fee to pay for all these things. Uh, like I said, you get the Wall Street Journal, you get you know the New Yorker, you get LA Times. Wall Street Journal by itself is twenty eight ninety nine. It's an insane price, uh, and that caught and that's over that's twenty eight ninety nine a month. Um, and that's just the digital version. I don't think that's the the in print version and digital subscriber as well. Uh, but with this subscription, you also don't get the full Wall Street Journal. You only get like the headlines, this, the more the stuff that people will read, uh, and you have to do some digging in, in the app in order to get all. I, I looked down on my phone <laughs> as if I could get it. I have an Android phone, uh, but you look down at the app. Uh, you have to you have to you know do some deep searching inside the app in order to get everything. Uh, but otherwise, you're just going to get a cursory glance at what is what is offered by the Wall Street Journal. I don't know if that's the same for LA Times, but whatever. Uh, it's not known how many other publishers were even offered the chance to decline a space in Apple's service. Local news is struggling. A recent study found that nearly only one, uh, nearly one in five local papers has disappeared in the last 15 years, and papers with smaller names than the Times likely don't have the weight to pull in multi-million subscription numbers on their own. Even Gannett, the owner of the USA Today, and several USA Today who would not hire me, still waiting on a response back, but it's been several weeks. And several dozen local papers only has half a million digital-only subscribers. That can make Apple's terms more appealing. The death of local papers and the role of technology played in it has gotten to the point where Google and Facebook are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to support them since their products are better when they have access to more high-quality stores to link to. Uh, this, and then I, I believe this is, this is my own theory, uh, going back to how Spotify was, is having a little spat with Apple, um, and Netflix, Netflix having a little spat, uh, just taking off subscriptions from the app store as well. Uh, an in-app purchase on Apple 
it, they take 30% of the cut and then the company takes seven, 70%, which is a huge chunk of profits. Again, it's $10. You, you, you're paying $10 and then they get, they get three of the, Apple gets three of those dollars. The company gets seven of those dollars. Whereas for Android, I don't remember the percentage, but I think it's, it's way smaller. Uh, that's why Netflix took off their subscriptions from the website, from the uh, app store. And that's why I think Spotify is having, uh, is hating it too. They're like, take less money. Uh, it's uh, this Apple News Plus thing. It's very interesting because there are magazines that I like. Uh, New York is great. Atlantic, I would love to subscribe to the Atlantic, but they don't have a digital offering. You know, that's, you know, digestible. I don't want to subscribe to something on my phone. That's the issue. But you bet your bottom dollar that if Apple News came out on Android, I would get it in a heartbeat because I don't want to pay $28 for the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I like the Wall Street Journal. I just don't want to pay that much money for it. Okay. And they also announced Apple TV Plus, which is going to be their streaming service, the Screen Intelligence Service. They also announced Apple TV channels. I they had they didn't announce price on that. Uh, essentially, what it works is how it works is uh, for Amazon. They have a thing called Amazon channels. You can subscribe to everything that you want to subscribe to within Amazon channels. So there's an HBO channel, there's a Cinemax channel, Stars, Showtime. Uh, CBS All Access, Comedy Central Now, Boomerang. They have all these different channels. You can subscribe inside of the app, and that way you'll get essentially one charge or whatever. Um, and that's the way it's going to work on Apple TV channels. Uh, but, I mean, it's just an app. But when it comes to Apple TV, Apple News Plus, or Apple TV Plus, what is? how much is that going to cost? Uh, let's see, how much is that going to cost? I don't know. I don't see where the prices are. Apple TV Plus, it looks like they didn't announce the price. Um, but that's coming in this fall, and it's going to have, so far, we have, what, seven shows. We have The Morning Show, uh, starring Jennifer Aniston, written or created by uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese Witherspoon is going to star in it, and Steve Carell is going to star in it. Okay. Little America, uh, coming from Kumail Nanjiani. Little Voice coming from J.J. Abrams, starring the great, wonderful singer Sarah Bareilles. And Oprah Winfrey is working on two documentaries, one about sexual harassment in the workplace and another on mental health. And also she's doing something with her book club on there, too. You can watch a live book club. Nearly 60% of Americans have at least one streaming service, according to a CNBC survey. Uh, most Americans, this is a statistic for me, uh, have... <laughs> Have every streaming service. <laughs> uh, and I don't have a job, so let's keep that in mind. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't have Amazon anymore. I'll get it so I can watch Catastrophe. Just really quick. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun to see what they do, because then we also have the uh, Disney... Oh, I had that app up there. <laughs> stupid idiot. Uh, not the app, the... Um, the article, the article I was looking for, I had it already up. I had it in my idiot, you dumb moron. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this fall. Disney Plus is going to be announced at some point in the near future. I can only, and I can only imagine it's coming this fall. That's when you want. I mean, that's the start of the new Emmy season. That's why I think Apple's announcing it. They didn't announce price, obviously, like I uh, mentioned earlier. <laughs> 
Oh, hey, here's an interesting thing. YouTube TV is now available in every TV market in the U.S. Uh, right when they start doing stuff of their own originals. I'm looking for oh Apple Arcade. And then they talk about Apple Arcade, a subscription service for games. You pay $10 a month and you get, uh, it's trying to do away with free to play. You get access to a bunch of the high quality games that you don't want to spend, you know, five, six, seven dollars on, which is, you know, fine. We have Game Pass. That makes sense. I think they saw how Game Pass worked. And like, let's do a subscription to everything. There's uh, Apple is really doing a subscription for everything. You don't want to. You don't want to watch. You don't want to listen to music. You don't want to uh, buy an uh, buy an album. Well, then you subscribe to Apple Music. Uh, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to subscribe to seven different periodicals. 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 Then you subscribe to Apple News Plus. Uh, you want to get. This is. I think, especially with Apple TV uh, Plus included, that's. If, if you're really into the Apple ecosystem, then this is going to, every all of this is great for you. Uh, you already have the money. If you have a Mac, if you have an iPhone, look, if you have a Mac and iPhone, you're rich, all right? I don't care who you are. I don't care if you live in paycheck to paycheck. You got a Mac, you got an iPhone, you're rich. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, it's, it's uh, you know, um, it's, but you have to be deep into the Apple ecosystem in order to get this stuff for, Apple, uh, you can you're gonna be able to watch Apple TV Plus on smart TVs, including Apple TV. You're gonna be able to watch it on smart TVs uh, from Samsung, LG, Vivo, and I don't know who else does it. Vivo, uh, uh, who else does smart TVs? There's another smart manufacturer, and then you can also watch it on Roku and Amazon Fire and Amazon uh, Fire Sticks and all that stuff. But you can't. There's no Chromecast. Uh, there's no Android app. When when Apple Music became a thing, I, they brought over they brought it over to Android. And even though the app doesn't have the highest ratings, I believe on the App Store, I just looked at it yesterday. Uh, I don't. I think it's I think it's a good idea that they did that uh, because it gives you it opens up your opportunity to have all this stuff. But when you when you when you siphon yourself off, I'm, one of my I don't want to say fears, but one of my worries about Apple. TV Plus before it was named, I thought it was just going to be for Apple TVs and Apple products. But seeing that it's on these smart TVs, that really that does bring in another chunk of people. YouTube uh, Premium, you can watch that anywhere. Um, if you don't, and again, I know I say this jokingly before, but if you don't have an app on PlayStation or Xbox, then I'm then there's. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch it. And I, I know I know I'm just one person, but there's a lot of people who use their Xboxes and PlayStation as media centers as they were intended. When Microsoft went up there and talked about the Xbox One, they said there's going to be an all-in-one box. You can plug in your cable box. You can watch TV on it. And that's how I used it. I'm the only person I know. I am the only person I know who used my Xbox as a cable box, as a media center, as all this different stuff. No one else did that but me. I'm the only person on my friends list, at least I know. You know, so we have all these apps and uh, they're, they're, apps are easy from what Microsoft and Sony tell us. Apps are easy to build for these consoles. And I, if you're watching the video, I'm gesturing over towards the GoPro side of the room, uh, which is probably the only camera that's left. <laughs> uh, and because my, my consoles are over there. 
And, you know, as it stands, even on Nintendo Switch, there's, I keep looking at this camera, <laughs> the camera's dead. Uh, there, there's only one streaming app and it's Hulu. And I, you know, obviously I don't care, but people really want these streaming apps on everything. And if you're, if you're going to cordon off yourself like that, then that's, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, everybody has a smart TV now. So if you have a Roku, which is the highest selling, which also I've lost, a, I don't want to tell you how much money I've lost on Roku. <laughs> on stocks but <laughs> i have lost a lot of money i've lost a lot of money on roku and blue apron blue apron really killed me uh that's not a joke i lost a lot of money on blue apron but if uh people who have who have uh, these rokus uh they can get there's everything every single app is on roku and um and that's and that's how people you know are able to watch your television but it's going to be i really want to see how how things shape up for them come fall time. Um, okay, the company is pushing these new services as iPhone sales weaken. And fiscal 2018 services, including Apple Pay, Apple Music, the Apple Store, and iCloud, represented just 14% of the company's revenues. By comparison, iPhones made up 63% of sales. But in the most recent quarter, ending December 29th, which included the key holiday sales period, iPhone sales fell 15% from a year earlier, even as revenues from other products and services grew 19%. Apple CEO Tim Cook has cited an unexpectedly steep slowdown in China amid trade tensions with the U.S. Uh, that may be true. That part may be true. But I do believe that another part of the issue of the declining sales is... People don't want to update their phones as often. You know, Sprint has a, uh, I believe, a, some type of buyback program where you can, you like, you, you essentially lease your phone. You And then, you know, you, one year you have the iPhone XS. And then when the XSS comes out, then the you're going to be able to trade in your XS. I almost dropped my phone on the ground. Uh, the screen's already cracked. It doesn't matter. Uh, for the XSS. But it's leased. Uh, whereas with Google Fi or with a monthly payment plan, you can own your you're gonna own your phone at the end of two years, uh, and then also when Apple admitted to slowing intentionally slowing down phones uh, for better battery life, and then they gave people the option to either slow down your phone for better battery life or speed up your phone with the new updates and have worse battery life. Then people just said, "Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna be able to uh, we're gonna keep this. We're gonna we're gonna do the stuff that we want to do." Uh, I'm not on my phone. I'm not scrolling through right now. I'm looking for something that I listened to this morning. This morning, I listened to a podcast uh, from Planet Money, and it does it. Am I even okay? And it's it's episode nine hundred two, and it's called the Phoebus Cartel, and it talked about planned obsolescence and psychological obsolescence. And a great episode. Check it out. It's also on Throughline, I believe. Uh, it was uploaded. It was uploaded through Throughline. So there's two different podcast servers you can listen to that on. Uh, and so what it talks about is how the how uh, how early I don't want to say a cartel. Yeah, it was a cartel in the or in the late 1800s, I believe, um, or early 1900s. When whenever <laughs> nope, it was 1800s <laughs> when Ben <laughs> Jesus. Oh God, I'm so stupid. When Ben Franklin, uh, when Ben Franklin created the light bulb or whatever, electricity light bulb, <laughs> and uh, when when he made the light bulb uh, a viable option for like for everyday light source, 
um, these these light bulb makers around the world, they all got together. This is before World War II, so they all or World War whatever I don't remember. They all got together and they were going to. They all decided to make more brittle light bulbs so that when light bulbs, so light bulbs would break easily. So people would buy more light bulbs and they each had their own corner of the world. You know, there was an American, there was a North American one. There was a European one. There was a South European one. Everybody had their own light bulb cartel and those cartels got together and said, Hey, let's make some cheaper light bulbs guys. Uh, and then light bulbs would break. And then so people would buy more or die out and people would buy more. So this planned obsolescence or, or this uh, physiological obsolescence, like, you know, when Apple, this is the same, ex- the same, the same example they used in, uh, in the podcast this morning. I just, I, it's crazy. I can remember this still, uh, cause I was working out and I was not paying attention. <laughs> um, planned obsolescence, um, when, whenever, you know, they, so a physiological obsolescence, excuse me, uh, or psychological obsolescence. It's not physiological idiots, psychological, it's the brain. Uh, whenever you see a commercial for an iPhone, for Apple's product, an iPhone, and uh, you have an iPhone XS, and the XSS is coming out, which is not a real name, so don't jump on me if it is not. Uh, but you have the iPhone XS, and the, the iPhone XSS commercial is on, and it says something along the lines of, uh, here's what this iPhone can do, and it can take uh, 70 pictures in one second, and it can and it can do this and do this, and then you see your phone, and your phone came out last year, and you're like, it can't do that. Uh, that's what psychological obsolescence is. Listen, <laughs> I've been talking for a long time. Uh, we'll see what happens with this Apple new subscription stuff. Uh, very exciting. Um, this is what happens when there's no net neutrality, when there's no... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not what happens in the neutrality. This is what happens when people don't want to subscribe to cable and then all of a sudden uh, streaming becomes the most viable option and now every company wants to stream. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to the website, seabliscomedy.com, where you can uh, subscribe to this podcast, listen to it. You can watch a full version the video version of the show on youtube.com slash plus comedy, where it also lives beside news time. News time is the weekly news show, like the daily show, except less funny weekly news show. I do every Monday, sometimes Tuesdays cause I get busy. Uh, one time on a Wednesday and I did not feel comfortable with that. Definitely check it out. Great show. This week's episode is about, uh, breaking up with cable and, streaming services why streaming services have become so such big things definitely check it out i shot it in my closet because uh again it was tuesday and i was like i need or it was late monday and i was like i need to get this out because i'm not gonna be able to do it the rest of the week so check it out good episode i like it a lot it's really well written because i wrote it ahead of time that's how you do baby thank you for listening to this i love you uh goodbye (laughs) 